Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, and you're listening to Canned Air Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And returning to the show today, we've had this gentleman on before, and we had a hell of a lot of fun with this dude last time he was on. And I think he made the uh, 400th episode he did, yes, rule, yes. right? Because we enjoyed him that much. He's here to talk about a <laughs> Kickstarter for uh, part two or issue two of The Apparition. Uh, his comic uh, from Halftone Productions. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome back Kiran Jack to the show. Kiran, thank you so much for being here, brother. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's an absolute pleasure to come back on. It's a pleasure to have you here, man. We're going to have fun today in our retro roundtable. We were trying to think. Randy and I were thinking, like, well, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Randy said Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving synonymous with food, typically. So... Why not talk restaurants and food, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found a way to add the pop culture in there a little bit. I mean, not that it needs added. I mean, it's all part of pop culture, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. In some way. If we're talking like restaurants, it's sure, I don't know. Sure. We'll cross the bridge as we get there. <laughs> then after that, we're going to talk with uh, Kiran more about his Kickstarter. But before we do any of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Can underscore Air. And if you want to show some support... I head over to our website, candarepodcast.com. There's two buttons on there that you can show support with. The merch button, shirts, mugs, tote bags, stickers, more, even more than that on there. And then the Patreon button where you can, uh, for 5 to $10 a month, depending on what you want, you get access to a plethora of uh, additional content that these normies just aren't getting. Mm. It's Canned Air Plus, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your fucking heart out, Disney. <laughs> and if you don't have uh, money to back us, then get on iTunes or whatever your podcast player of choice is and uh, leave us a review. And I tell you what, just saying this one here has uh, been working because we got a few new reviews. Oh, did we? Nice. We did. I just found them today. So big thanks to those of you who uh, did that and to those of you who would just pick up that phone that's already in your hand 18 out of the 24 hours of the day (laughs) just hit that little five star there for us and just say like the show or something we we would just be eternally grateful and uh what am i forgetting uh your boys are proud members of the evergreen podcast network check us out on evergreenpodcast.com and uh see all the other good shows uh as well as your boys here and uh yeah again show us some love we appreciate it we like love who the hell doesn't right i'll take some Sure. All right. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Do it. Do it. Come on. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. Oh, my God. Let's go, Kenny. You're faster. Oh, Grass. Taste bad. 
Omega. All right, our favorite foods and restaurants. I'm just going to say from throughout pop culture, Jack, kick us off. Well, I don't know how pop culture he is, but I like the food there and it's a good time going there. Mm. So I'd like to go. Where? <laughs> it's called BD's Mongolian Grill. Oh, I dig that place. I dig that place. And uh, I mean, these all these all these restaurants, especially that kind of a place, has carved its way into pop culture. It doesn't have to be like a TV show or anything. Like a McDonald's is part of pop culture, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. true. So, hey, I'm stretching the rules. Shut up. I just thought it was cool how, <laughs> how everything worked because when I went there, I had no idea what what to expect. And mm -hmm. To stand there and realize you have to take your bowl and make your food. Yeah. And then take it to these guys that throw it on a big grill and cook it and I was and all holler and have a good time. Yeah, I was all laugh. thrown off. And for those of you who don't know what BD Mongolian Barbecue is, is you, yeah, you essentially go in, you grab a bowl, and there's a bunch of little recipe cards there. Mm -hmm. You decide what you want, you pick up the recipe card. And it's like, okay, fill your bowl with this so much of this raw meat. And then put, uh, what else? Like this like amount veggies, of spices, this kind veggies, of oil. And, and yeah. you just pile all this shit in the bowl. Then you take it to uh, the grill cook. He takes your bowl, dumps it on this great big, like, professional size poker table size uh, yeah, grill. It's a big round. <laughs> and he pulls out these plate, two I big guess. like sword things and starts turning and chopping and yeah. moving your stuff <laughs> till it's cooked, sweeps it back into the bowl and that's your meal. You can either put it in a burrito or eat it as is. Mm -hmm. I it's man, you're making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so good. All I can think of is a South Park episode with the uh Mongols. Yeah, yeah that's all yeah. it's coming to my head too. <laughs> <Mongols>. <laughs> <laughs> They're always tearing down his wall, just tinging on the, the swords wall. on the wall. Just hear ting, 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 ting. All right, uh, Kiran, how about you, sir? Uh, for nostalgia wise, I'd have to go with Pizza Hut in Australia. Um, it's gone now. We don't have the Pizza Hut like we used to have, but you go in and you'd be able to get your slices straight off the. Uh, the Bay Marie, um, and it yeah. was, you know, as a child, it was, it was, you know, you ha have as much as you could eat, and you got the ice cream and all the all the um, desserts and stuff. It was huge. It was an experience within itself. So that in the eighties and nineties was huge, and mm. then closer into the two thousands, it was kind of it died off. So I think there's like two of them left in Australia, and they are definitely not what they used to be, unfortunately. But I think, like, if you talk to a lot of um, people in Australia, they they always go back to Pizza Hut and the experience of going there as a sure. as a child and and having the all you can eat pizza and you, know, oh, you yeah. go there for a birthday and the same. So that for us here was a really big um, a pop pop icon, I guess you'd say, yeah. um, in the waste that we had our um, our fast food restaurants and restaurants around here. Did they have it? At where you could just get a slice and like buffet style? I didn't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Part. It was like a lunch, at least around here. I don't know about in Australia or Kiran's talking about, but around here, it was uh, at least where I grew up, it was like a lunchtime pizza buffet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you could come in, they had like four or five different types of pizza out on like a heated bar. And then there was the salad bar. And then, like he was the saying, there was like pizza. ice cream. Oh, yeah. The dessert pizzas. <laughs> I forgot about them. Yeah. And it was good. Um, yeah, you know, pizza's pizza. P well, yeah. okay, now Pizza Hut was the shit back in the day because at my school, like, you got, re like, they had, like, a book club, and if you oh. read so much, you had, like, these little freaking Let me big stop you, because your school <laughs> is not exclusive with Book It. Every kid had Book It. Yeah. Like, our school had this thing with Pizza Hut. No, every school. <laughs> they made us read, and we could get Let pizza. Let me ask, Kiran, do you know what Book It is? No, no. Okay, so... 
do you want to go into go ahead and go yeah, into okay. detail? So I'm sorry to interrupt. Us you, uneducated but. Americans <laughs> needed some additional push to actually read and you know grow our intelligence. So they give like this this school this program where you get like this big ass like metal like pen, and every time you read like so many pages or finished a book, you got like a little star you put on it, mm-hmm. and when you filled that fucker out for lunch, they cart your ass to the local pizza hut and you got to eat like freaking royalty on your school lunch break okay well you you see you got it uh, a little bit better than we did our school didn't take us it was like okay you you had okay there was like levels of book it's um (laughs) success i guess you had the trip to pizza hut or you had the coupon (laughs) so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like when you started yeah randy like randy said you got this big purple book it pin that you uh, were supposed to wear when you went into said places. But it, like after you did so many, read so many books, I remember you got a book at pin that when you moved, like, <clears throat> you know how like it had like the animation to it, like those trading cards mm-hmm. you could move back and forth yeah. and there was slight animation mm-hmm. to them. It was like that, but like stars and shit were flying out yeah. of the book. Um, but yeah, we were only given a coupon and it was stuff that was either filled out by our school librarian but a loophole I found as a kid, because my mom was already at the library all the fucking time in town, <laughs> is the regular library uh, would do it too. Mm. So I would just go in there and be like, yeah, I read like fucking three chapters. Really? Well, here's a star. I'm like, boy, I'm getting that pizza so <laughs> quick. <laughs> Game in the system Man. over here. Yeah, but they... You guys got bribed. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No bribed. doubt. No, we got at school when we went to book. It was like a sticker, a gold star sticker. That was it. <laughs> well done. You're not, you're not going to fail school. There were whole programs in, in place to make sure we didn't end up illiterate. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> we were fat, but we we knew how to read at that point. But I remember getting other stuff too. I remember getting like a uh, through book at like a California raisins, like cool eraser, uh, some like Slimer, Ghostbusters pencil topper thing. Mm-hmm. Like I got all kinds of cool shit from them. But the pizza was always the coolest. Going into Pizza Hut because it was it was always like, at least in a child's mind, like well these guys don't know the progress I've done. Like. Oh, like how will they know that I've actually read these books? <laughs> you know, like but it's like you go they in set there, the pizza down, then they confiscate it. Like, nope, you're not worthy. Sir, you didn't read those last three pages, did you? But no, it was it was Getting you quizzed sh- on the books that you read. <laughs> you showed them that card with all the stars or stamps or punches, and it was like, oh, right away, sir. <laughs> they come back with your scolding hot little personal pain. Yeah, that's how it felt when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like and... it was cooked in hell. When it's, it's, it's that hot when it comes to the table, like it's crazy. Now the I know they do like a lot of different regional stuff. Did Pizza Hut? You said ice cream. Was it like legit ice cream or was it like a dessert pizza? Uh, it was it was soft serve. I guess what we call here yeah. soft serve. Okay. Um, it was very mediocre. The same as yeah, it was nothing special. It was what you put on it. So you know you'd have your marshmallows, your chocolate, your hundreds and thousands, all that kind of you know hot Sunday fudge, that kind of stuff. You you really pour it on. It's funny because about five years ago, we went to one, a group of us, and it was utterly disappointing. It was like your childhood was destroyed by it because it was that. I think it's like one of the only ones left now. And it was just such a disappointment. It was like your childhood was ruined by it. It's like when you go back to a movie and you're watching, you're like, this isn't what I remember it being. Yeah. Uh, it was exactly that. Um, you know, and since then, you know, there's been a huge boom in um, authentic Italian pizza in Australia. So, 
Nice. So compare it against Pizza Hut. It's just it's um it's cardboard. It's, it's like eating cardboard. You're comparing it's apples and rocks. Like, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> There's no comparison at all. You guys had the no, Turtles yeah. album come out in Pizza Hut, did you? Oh yeah, We're, like in marketing terms, we had some great things. Like the yeah, the Turtles album. There was um Star Wars got a real big plug when they did the um the '97 uh, back in theaters, and that was huge in itself. Um, yeah, it again, they did, like the Land Before Time puppets. Yeah, yes. yes, yep. And then they did like the the VHS of the uh, X Men like '90s like cartoon series. I remember getting a VHS tape there from Pizza Hut. From Pizza Hut, yeah. Remember Burger King had the turtles, uh, FHE ones. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then McDonald's would be like in the '90s, man. McDonald's just doing fucking everything. It's like, <laughs> hey, if you uh, you buy a, a, a value meal for five ninety nine or more, then you can get Kevin Costner in Field of Dreams. It's like, <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> it was amazing. Like you look at the marketing side of it, and the best example is Batman Returns and how they did it oh, for that. Yeah. McDonald's did that. And they pumped, you know, millions into it. And then it ended up the movie wasn't um, a critical hit that they wanted it to be. And it kind of just it backfired on well, it backfired it, on McDonald's. It also backfired on Warner Brothers. <laughs> it backfired huge on McDonald's, too, because there was huge backlash when the second Batman came out about it being too dark mm. for kids and stuff. And so McDonald's was like, oh, shit, here we are making all these <laughs> toys, you know. But, you know, it was too late, obviously. But um God bless McDonald's and all Isn't those toys had the special and promotions. Pop cups too, soda yep. cups. They, I think about everything had a cup. They were always putting out those cups with the graphics on. I remember mm-hmm. Jurassic Park had a cup. I still have way up on this shelf in the very top. It's behind like the 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 plant piranha plant up there. Is a Burger King cup from Last Action Hero. <laughs> and, <it came> out. <laughs> wow. and those cups were tight because. If I were to get it down, I'm not going to try, but it, there's an image that wraps all the way around it, but it's sliced up. There's like slices all through it, so it's hard to see. The cup came with a slide over clear thing that went around it, kind of like McDonald's coffee or, or Tim like Hortons. A co- like yeah, a sleeve. Like it has sleeve, a sleeve. Yeah. It was a sleeve, yeah, that you could see through that had black lines through it. And when you put it on there and turned the cup against it, animated. it, it animated yeah, the, nice. the thing oh, on the wow. cup. So you could see the truck driving through the wall <laughs> of Benedict's Mansion. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> but um, That's mad. One thing I also remember, I mean, we did, you guys, what I didn't say about Pizza Hut, you were pretty much covering for me, the Turtles album and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the, 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 the Pizza Hut that I went to, because you're right, Kiran, like, Around Columbus here, I I can't think of a standing like Pizza Hut. I mean, there's one. We have a Pizza Hut like, like literally two blocks from here, but it's like in a strip mall, like a little Caesar's facing. Yeah, there's, and that's what yep. most of them have become. Yeah, there's one in Delaware that I grew up with. It's still there, still operating, same like layout, same. The small town Pizza Huts, and maybe it's because that that was the only pizza really restaurant around in mm. those small towns. But in Urbana, like around where I grew up, and in bell fountain maybe those pizza huts are still there for you that have no idea what we're talking about they're like podunk towns so <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's over there just nodding like oh okay, okay. yeah very out in the <laughs> middle <laughs> <laughs> urbana what is this god loving people towns. Oh, no, that is. <laughs> bunch of corn nothing much else <laughs> but we uh when we were kids uh anytime we'd have a get together at my one buddy's house which was quite often his parents would take the group of us to Pizza Hut. 
and we would have a meal before we either go to a movie or just went home and hung out or did whatever. And this Pizza Hut had a claw machine and it had two arcade games. It had uh, Mrs. Pac-Man. Oh, the tabletop? Uh, it might have actually at okay, one point. Okay. Yes. Uh, but the one thing that they had was an old style, almost like a Happy Days jukebox mm. in there <laughs> with like the, the crazy lights all over it. And, yeah. you know, they punched the numbers in. So when we know we were going, we would take, I think I've told Jack this, we'd take handfuls of quarters with us. And as we were eating, like when we were close to finishing, we'd go to the jukebox and we'd throw all those quarters in and we'd all play happy birthday <laughs> over and over. So when we would leave, the jukebox would just be playing happy birthday for hours. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the jukeboxes. So going to Pizza Hut was actually like entertaining fun yeah it was they had the jukebox was the shit the jukebox probably a couple video games and then Mm -hmm. yeah it was an experience yeah and get pictures of beer yeah you could couldn't you i forgot about that yeah and the smoking section (laughs) like (laughs) so what exactly is keeping the smoke coming to this side (laughs) oh my god all right very good pizza that was a good pick um randy you want to go next all right. <clears throat> so back in the day, the uh, the Hardenbrook family didn't really eat out a lot. Um, but when we did go out, it was to basically fast food restaurants. And mm-hmm. uh, one of Pizza the Hut. one of the finer establishments in Delaware was a Rack's roast beef, Ooh. which was the kind where you like lift a pinky as you yes, eat your sandwich. Yes. <laughs> That's some fancy shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was uh, Rack's was basically a bougie Arby's is mm, the best way yep. I can describe it. Um, the roast beef, it was it looked identical, but it, it yeah. tasted so much better. At least I remember. And the kids' meals at Racks like were off the hook. Like it was like a, f- it was like usually educational stuff, but it was like a full like do it your own garden with like here's a scoop and here's some mm-hmm. soil and here's. Didn't they have like an alligator mascot or something? They did, or... and the cups for the kids' meal had the head on it. Yeah, it was yeah. like blown plastic. Like it was like nice shit. I remember those things. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just it was y- you felt like. You know, you're you're on the top of the world going in mm-hmm. there because it was just. Uh, Kieran, I don't I don't know if you know what Rax is, but it was it was a uh, it's a it's a roast beef fast food joint, very much like Arby's, but in my I think I saw mm-hmm. our estimate probably better. But this this restaurant is very much like the Sela Camp. It's thought to be extinct, but occasionally pops up <laughs> every once in a great while somewhere. You know what I mean? Yep, um, yep. But I, I there was one that opened up in uh, around where I grew up, about an hour mm-hmm. away from here, out in the middle of nowhere. But I think they just had the namesake and were doing their own roast beef oh, okay, because okay. the only thing it really had in common was the name. Everything else was foreign. Gotcha. Do you guys have Arby's out there? Or is that just kind of like an, a U.S. thing? No, we, I think we've had one before, but I don't. I don't think it lasted long. Um, there's a few every now and again that pop up that are from the states, and obviously they. they I guess the popularity there compared to here doesn't always fly as much. Sure. Um, I think uh, Carl's Carl's Junior is here now. Um, yeah, boy. Yeah. Team, but and Taco Bell has started to make its way here, which is um, quite interesting. It's very popular. But we've got the the Australian chains themselves with um, tacos and Mexican cuisine. I guess um, there, there's there's stacks. There's a big competition for Taco Bell. Um, I guess it's the name that's kind of carrying them across. But yeah, it's, it's <laughs> interesting how they kind of you know they come across and. Um, some of them dominate and some of them just um get out disappear. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Just disappear. 
Um, so yeah, most no, of it's just the curiosity of the new place being there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because like Burger King here is called Hungry Jacks, um, hmm. and there was a huge, uh, huge uh, kind of lawsuit that went on back in the nineties for it. Well, I might even earlier than that. Um, because Burger King still owned part of it, and there was a huge disruption about the name of it and all that. Is is Hungry Jack's service as horrible as Burger King's? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no doubt. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Go to the drive. One thing that did carry over. Yeah. yeah, kind of inherited that. Man, wow! It's in the employee handbook, I think. <laughs> it's crazy. Let's not give a shit about what you're doing. It's crazy to me that uh, Arby's didn't didn't make it, but Taco Bell is apparently seeming to thrive where you're at. <laughs> you, yeah, it's weird. Like I'd rather have Arby's over Taco Bell any day of the week <laughs> than curly fries. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> but um, I, one place I've always wanted to try is a Del Taco. I know you've probably had it because they're out in California. Mm-hmm. They're out west, yep. and, but they just opened one in Bell Fountain again really? back home. I'd like to go up there and try it because I know I, I got it and I was like I'd rather. Hey, have there's now. A, hey, maybe we could do a video. Let's do it. Yeah, there you we go. all go try Del Taco. I yeah. would have sworn you had Del Taco living Karen, in California. Get your ass down here. Oh, I did. <laughs> I mean, did try it, it, but man. I remember trying. Get your ass up and halfway around oh, the world sorry. here. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, mean, it could be I was already on the way over last time, but uh, apparently, apparently with the uh, COVID. Um, kind of pushed my plans behind. Shut your so. shit down, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was gutted. But hopefully in the next couple of years, I'll be over there and I'm going to definitely do the the uh, restaurant. What would you call it? I guess we call it like a, a tour. Tour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you go home with a smile and diabetes. <laughs> and diarrhea, maybe. And diarrhea. Process. And a couple plugged arteries. <laughs> All right. I, I've got, boy, so many here to list, but time is what it is. So um, I'm just going to choose one thing here to talk about. And it's not even a, really a restaurant to mention. It's an experience Jack and I had years ago. Uh, so this this happened at the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Oh, yes. <laughs> and there used to be this restaurant. I don't know where they originated, but um, I'm pretty sure they got their start from that show shark, shark tank, tank yeah. that, wasn't that right yep it was a restaurant called tom and chi and after they got their kick uh, on shark tank i noticed these fuckers springing up around yep, columbus there was one in hilliard there was i think there was one maybe over on sawmill somewhere and they were their their claim to fame was their tomato basil soup right mm-hmm. tom, tom for tomato chi chi for cheese so it was basically a bougie Cheat, ta- oh, see, I never put that cheese. together. I never, yeah. I, never I was like, I'd love to that. meet this Tom and Cheese someday. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so <clears throat> we're at this convention. When was this, Jack? This was years ago. This had to have been maybe the like first time, second or, or seventeen, maybe something. Maybe you're, dude. It this might have, have been, been like 16. sixteen. Yeah. Anyway, it's we're looking at a good five years ago, if not more. We're at this con. We're hungry as fuck. We've been walking around, getting footage all day checking out the vendors and there's no food at the con no yeah no food and we're starving so and it's in downtown cincinnati so it's not like there's a wendy's just across the street you know it's a trek we we have to eat there Mm -hmm. there's a tom and chi booth there and i'm thinking awesome fucking awesome because what makes a con better than tomato soup 
<laughs> Waiting for an answer? No. I mean, maybe I'm just old. I love tomato basil soup. I do. So I, I was like, okay, let's go eat here. So we get in line. We go up. I'm like, I want a bowl of soup, please. And they go, oh, we don't have that here. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what's your fucking name? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, that reminds me. It's like I remember the first time I ever went through a Skyline Chili. I got in the drive-thru. I said, like, what can I do for you, sir? I was like, I'd like a bowl of chili. They, we don't have bowls of chili here. I'm like, you're fucking Skyline Chili. You're, you're, the chili's in the well, title. They, they throw the chili on shit. That's not chili. That's fucking coney sauce. That's well, not chili. That's on spaghetti. That's a, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> Skyline coney sauce. Yeah. That's what you We're say. very violent when it comes to food over here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but... So they're like, well, what do you have? And they put up this fancy fucking little menu they made. It honestly only had three things on it. And it didn't even really tell you much about what they were. They just had fancy names like the Professor or the Weapon X. Or yeah, the, I don't even remember what the other ones I don't were. Remember. The Weapon X is the one that stood out. Just, exactly. Yeah. We were all like, hmm, comics. It's literally Weapon like X. a grilled cheese sandwich with like different cheese. And then they like rename it something fancy. At least no, that's how I wish that's is. what they oh, were yeah. giving away. <laughs> I bad. wish that's what it was. That's what I would have expected. Okay. I would have liked to have that. Oh, my God. So we, we ordered these Weapon X thing, and we get it, and we go to the VIP lounge. This is the one time we had VIP mm-hmm. lounge area access, but the VIP lounge was shitty. I would have been rather in the general area because yeah. it was so dirty and shit. But, um, Tables with napkins thrown all over and yeah, stuff sticking to it. Yeah, th- there was no one coming through cleaning that no, shit. No, no, no. Um, so anyway, we sit down and we start looking at what we just bought. And this is literally, I'm not exaggerating. This is literally what we were served. Okay. You take a glazed donut, cut it down the middle. So it's like a hamburger bun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now in between those two buns are potato chips, kettle chips, right? Kettle yes. potato chips, That's just right. normal potato chips mm-hmm. covered with white icing. No, it was some kind of cheese. Dude, this was like an icing cheese. Like it wasn't it cheese. Was a sweet it was a, cheese, yeah. It was like some a kind sweet of cheese? cheese. Some I don't remember what it was called, but it was <laughs> it was a spreadable cheese. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and the worst thing about this, the Isn't worst there a piece thing. of ham or something or something. No, no not on mine. I can't remember. I must have must have been a ham scam going on with me because <laughs> I didn't get any fucking ham. But you know. Traditionally, you put everything between the buns on the flat sides. They turned them over so the flat sides were up and everything was on the inside with the rounded edges of the the bun they had cut in half, the donut. So the second you picked it up, it all just shot out the sides. And even if it hadn't, it was fucking gross. You remember like every movie ever made where there's a kid like at a lunch table with a real shitty lunch and he goes, you want to trade? And everybody like backs up from the table. Oh, real yeah. quick. This is the mental image I'm getting with you guys Dude, right now. It was baffling. We were like mad, I remember. Because mm-hmm. we were we were hangry. We've been walking around <laughs> well, we driving starving. all day. We were yeah. starved. And this is what we had to choke and it down. it was a comic con. So I'm sure you probably paid 12 bucks for the fucker. No, we don't pay for cons. Oh. If they say you gotta pay, we don't go. No, I'm at the sandwich. (laughs) Oh, yes. No, the sandwich we had to pay for. It was like, what, like fucking $8? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, $8 to... (laughs) I mean, I've had my own money rubbed like shit in my face before, but I mean, (laughs) damn. That was... I get where they were going. I get where they were going with the turning the bun or the donut inside out. So, I mean, being a glaze, so your fingers didn't get all sticky. But still, Uh... I don't want a sweet sandwich. Well, Tom and Chi is out of business. Are they really? 
So far as I know, all their, all, long before COVID. Oh, really? I think the Weapon X killed them. <laughs> that is what happened. Maybe we did. <laughs> Shit talking them so bad. Well, Kinder guys hate them. That's all. Well, I don't know. Like I, they, I don't know that they're completely gone. But if they aren't, they've got maybe one or two locations. I think they're completely gone. Though. Hmm. Just a web presence selling pints of soup. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in a vat. I'd, I'd, hey, I'd buy it. Oh. Plastic dish and ladle in it. The yeah. soup was delicious. The Weapon X bullshit. Nah, stay away from. Oh, fuck. All right. I think that's going to do it for talking food. That turned out way better than I anticipated. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. We're going to jump to a quick commercial. When we come back, we're going to be talking more with Kiran about his Kickstarter. So stick around. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This is Robin Shelby Slimer from Ghostbusters 2 and Lady Slimer from Ghostbusters 2016. And you are listening to Canned Air Podcast. All right, we are back from commercial here talking with Kiran Jack. Kiran, thank you so much for being here, man. Hope you're having a great time. And uh, it's awesome to have you on here for this Kickstarter. I think the last time you were on, you were had an Indiegogo that was going. This is the first time we're having you on for your Kickstarter, and it looks like it's going yep. swimmingly. So congratulations to you. Thank uh, you. Not to get too presumptuous, but I think it looks like you're you're heading down the right path, sir. So uh, can much. we just yep. start by, I think last time you were on, we had mentioned the Apparition comic, but we didn't go into detail about it. I think we spent more time talking about the bread. Yeah, the Ninja Breadman. Ninja yeah. Breadman. Yeah, so... <laughs> If you can uh, tell the listeners about the apparition, yeah. So the apparition, it's a um, it's a story of a um, pulp parody. Um, it takes from the early eras of comic books in the nineteen thirties and forties, and really pulls from certain characters um, without naming names because of legal reasons. Um, but <laughs> it really does play on those tropes of the superhero. And as a comic book reader for most of my life, I was like, I, I, I need to create something that kind of vents my frustration towards. Um, the tropes that we, we continuously see without, you know, becoming too toxic about it. So I thought, why not create a, you know, I've grown up watching, you know, South Park and Rick and Morty, um, you know, comics, reading comics like The Mask. Um, like satire. Satire. And just, like, they just love taking the piss out of everything. So yeah. I was like, all right, let's do that. So like social commentary. I sat down. Yeah. Yeah. Social commentary on the way that things are at the moment. And a lot of the fan bases themselves can be very toxic towards changes and moving forward. And the stories, I guess, that are being written, if they're not for you, I find that don't don't bitch and whine about it. Move on to something else. Find something else, which is phenomenal in this day and age because there's so much out there, especially in the indie community. Sure. So tack- tackling the apparition was quite – it was quite an interesting process because I wrote 
this the first um, volume and I gave it to a couple of friends and who had experience with writing with bigger companies and they're like wow this is actually really intense and one of the feedback was it was quite nasty and I was like oh okay that might not be a good thing that might be a bad <laughs> thing so I gave it to my wife and she she edits uh, most of the stories that we um, published through Half Home Productions and she's like all right we kind of need to um, rejuggle this because it, it is really nasty and I was like all right cool let's let's do that so we sat down and we wrote rewrote um, some of the the you know the punchlines and stuff to make them more humorous and make them all fall into line with the kind of parody that I was trying to represent um, from the early age of comics I guess the golden age and yeah so it kind of formulated that and then we started working on that and then kind of before that was just about you know creating the characters getting the world building done so yeah it's been about I think I started this project back in 2018 and basically just looked at it and just kept touching it and playing with it along the way and and then yeah last year about November, December, I was like, all right, let's jump into it. I had a break from another series I was working on and jumped straight into this. And it was a bigger project to tackle too because it was about 60 pages compared to the normal 24 pages that I'd normally wow. do. Um, so there's two two volumes for it. The second one obviously is out now on Kickstarter now and that's the conclusion of the story and that's it. I'm not doing any more of this. So it kind of has a beginning and a middle and an end. Um, which is quite interesting to kind of tackle compared to what I've normally done and changing things up a little bit. Now, let me, uh, I just, I may have misheard you. You said this is going to be just a two to three part series or did you say it's going to be concluded in these two? Yeah, it's concluded in this this second part now, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's about not staying, not overstaying your welcome. Sure, um, especially doing what you're doing uh, <laughs> with it. yeah. I don't know if you guys actually, I think I sent a copy um, via di uh, email. Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read it, but um, a lot of the feedback from it was like, yeah, it's very much um, parroting a certain um, comic book. And I think like, I don't want to overstay it because of legal reasons. <laughs> right, I don't yeah. <laughs> Get like, in, in Australia. Can. Exactly, yeah. And <laughs> I'm kind of like, I've, I've done my legal research and I'm within my boundaries, but I'll obviously, um, you know, I kind of just want to make sure I, I do the punch and then run. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, um, man. Yeah, it's been an absolute joy to write um, and to kind of change it up a little bit because I hadn't really done, as you guys would have realized, with The Talking Bread is completely different. Mm. This. This, is, this is a superhero comic that I've written rather than Talking Bread or The Grim Reaper, which was right. in Purgatory. So it's, it's kind of been a... A really interesting way of tackling it um and it's been an absolute joy to do nonetheless um sure. but yeah it's kind of funny like bouncing off a few people and getting their feedback when it was in concept stage was uh, really interesting like the the, the nast the one that said nasty was just like wow i didn't expect that but that's great all the nonetheless i i, I guess a bit of nasty is good yeah um, but i really had to dial it back to be a bit more parody rather than <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so Which, cool yeah, without spoiling, you know, these characters fucking dying left, right, and center. You know, you'll meet a villain; they're dead within the next page. So, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty brutal with it. And then, you know, influences that I've pulled from have really inspired this um, series. So it's it's been a real blast to do. 
I am very excited to read it. I believe Randy did send it over. I just thought he had sent over the Kickstarter link, and I didn't. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, too. Ah, I will be reading it after this, though, because I did not know <laughs> right. that. And uh, having seen the cover and seeing it over your shoulder there on the, on the, on the uh, mm -hmm. shelf, I'm pretty sure I know which uh, character, if not a mesh of a couple characters, you're yeah. uh, <laughs> pointing out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to send you Senja's copies because it's actually printed on the same material as well. The you know the old newspaper style. Oh stuff wow! Awesome. Uh, so I've really done the research into getting it like bang on. We've got letters to the editor, um, which is quite entertaining <laughs> in itself. So you'll have to let me know anything. We've got old advertising as well for it. I mean, that is cool. Look at so awesome. really action figure. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I did build one for uh, the convention at the start of the year. So we did. Oh, so right <laughs> You just need a Billy Zane endorsement, man. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, the funny thing was, he was on Cameo at the start of the year, and I kind of missed the, missed the opportunity oh. of getting him to do it. <laughs> so maybe if he comes back on, I might get him to do it. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Bam, lawsuit. That is so cool. I had no idea that it was, uh, like, driven as a, as a, uh, like a commentary against the medium itself, I mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is awesome. I'm, I am so excited to check that out. Now, your Kickstarter, which is um, going till December 3rd, I can't remember if I had said that at the beginning or not, but is riddled full of amazing rewards for backers. And um, I don't say this just because you're here, and because we've had some people on there like, well, what, what kind of stuff are you giving now? It's like, oh, well. You know, I'll do a, a drawing of whatever character you want on a piece of notebook paper or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> a napkin you know, drawing. That's kind of cool. And I understand that some people can't always, you know, aren't within the financial sure. means of putting together. Or time restraints or Something whatever. this cool. But the t-shirts, the enamel pins, mm -hmm. a possible appearance uh, in the yep. comic. And then you're even hinting at a stretch goal. Can you tell the listeners about some of these rewards and what that stretch goal is? Well, at, first and foremost, I'm a collector myself. I love enamel pins and stickers and Lego and action figures and, you know, half meal toys from being a child. So <laughs> it's kind of like, I just, I, I, I like that stuff. So I'm like, well, I, I want to do that stuff for my own things. You know, these may never get published with a bigger label. These may never see a TV series or a, a, an action figure. So I'm going to do it now while I've got the chance. And if it happens, then it's even better. But um, kind of... I did it with um, the Talking Bread. I did enamel pins, and it was a really good success in doing that. So I was like, let's step it up and let's just, so, you know, I've got the glow in the dark pin now. I've got nice. the trading card, stickers. I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nerd at heart. So I'm like, let's do all this stuff. And, you know, I think a lot of people who come back to the comics and read every series, which I'm very fortunate to have, they, they always pick up the stickers and they always compliment on that kind of stuff. So, it's always fun to do. It's a, it's a blast to create it. Um, and I was working yesterday. I was working on the next lot of trading cards for it. I was kind of like, it was a real epiphany because I love trading cards. I'm like, I'm making trading cards for my own characters right now. That's like, that's pretty. It's cool. just a real that moment. Awesome. Yeah, the old, that's pretty uh, damn cool. Yourself. So, and even the stretch goals as well. Um, we've got some really cool stuff. Stuff we've never done before. So the first one, which we're going to be releasing once we get funded, is an audio adventure. So oh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Yep. So the HBO Max have recently done the Batman, the audio adventure. Um, they kind of beat me to the punch there. Um, but we've been working on that for probably about 
two months now and I've got a radio host who has been recording it and I've got the test proof of it and it sounds freaking awesome. It's that 1940s style um, oh, yeah. audio soundtrack. That's how we did the human uh, fly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's it's kind of really it's, again it's a surreal moment. It's like, damn, this is actually happening. We're making <laughs> we're doing an audio adventure based off the comic book, and you know he's got people doing the voices of the characters and the female voices and the male voices. So it, it's all sure. come together really well. So as a stretch goal, it's kind of like, you know, I can give it to everyone as a reward for backing it, and also I can you know release it into the wild after the Kickstarter's finished and you know put it on YouTube and. That is so cool. Um, yeah, so, so it has like, like a, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, by all means, you go ahead. I was just thinking, um, like, I was thinking of like the old like Shadow radio serial, like mm, the Shadow yeah. Knows or, or Superman. <clears throat> so it's in that kind of style. Yeah, yeah, very much the. I guess the, the the Superman's the first one that comes to mind from the old serial series they used to do. Yeah, um, the, the time frame, but yeah, it's definitely like that. <laughs> So it's 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 very much like that, and it, you know, I, when I heard the first audio clip from, it, I was like, "Damn, this is so cool!" So, <laughs> if it's successful, I would like to get the rest of them done, but we'll wait and see how how it's received. Man, I mean, if it even, I mean, I'm sure it'll be received well. I mean, all your mm. all your stuff's amazing, and yeah, I really you. want to encourage the listeners to go check out your other uh, projects too, the the Talking Bread and Purgatory, because when we had you on, what was that, three eighty? 380 something um, somewhere yeah. in the middle of there i'm not sure where but it was about 24 i don't know 35 episodes ago ish mm-hmm. something like that but yeah definitely listeners go check that out but yeah you've got some amazing stuff man and, and I, I just love all Shit. the goodies that you just you pack into you know all your mm-hmm. you're, you're getting so much for your value if you support your your yeah. kickstarters yeah i like and opening I think up that envelope and having a whole bunch of stuff fall out other than just the comic book yes. heck yeah 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 <laughs> it's like getting yeah. a uh something like a loot crate almost you know yeah. Yeah. all kinds of goodies yeah. just fall out but mm-hmm. you know uh randy was just mentioning a good point you know all the other stuff you have going on with halftone productions uh is there anything else that you want to talk about that you're dealing with right now or is this consuming all of your time well, it's nearly at the end, thank- thankfully. Um, it's good to kind of close a project uh, when you've been working on it for a while. So it's coming to its end. Um, so Ruben, who's been a guest on the show before, um, mm-hmm. Romero, is him and, him and I are working on a um, new comic book series. Um, I think um, we're looking at getting it published through a, a label, which is exciting. So we're working on that. We're playing with some uh, of the old Universal Monsters. Oh, in that aspect, your boy Randy yes. here would be into that. <laughs> so How you doing, buddy? they're all they're all IP free, which is great. So we're kind of playing with those uh, toys in the sandbox and kind of working <laughs> out what we're doing. So Ruben sent me the first um, proof of the script, so I'm going through that at the moment because we're co I'm co-writing it with him, and he's the he's the lead writer, and then I'll be doing the illustrations for it. So that's nice. in the process at the moment, um, and then the talking bread is getting coloured. Um, nice. which is exciting um, I'm working on that, juggling that and then I'm jumping back to In Purgatory to wrap that story up um, at the probably the last end of December and there's another project that I've been picked up for that um, is by another Australian um, another comic book writer who has actually written for The Phantom and he's got his own little IP that he's created and he asked me to jump on and um, continue that story which is exciting so there's a lot going on at the moment. It's just a matter of how I uh, how I juggle it all. That's awesome. And a writer for the Phantom. 
I wrote that in a week and sent that off to him, and he's basically come back with no edit changes, which is fantastic Damn. as a writer. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting to get that project up and running. It's going to get a real buzz around it. I guess more so Australia because he's, he's really well known here. Um, and he's got a really good fan base in the sense of the, the Phantom crew. So hopefully that kind of draws a larger crowd to uh, my work as well, which is exciting. So, yeah, lots of uh, lots of plates being spun at the moment. <laughs> sure. Keeping spinning without dropping any of them. Um, but, yeah, it's you know I love doing it. You've got a good uh, partner in Ruben there. He's he's uh, oh, definitely he's yeah. like family around mm-hmm. these parts, which I guess is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are too now. I mean, the first mm-hmm. time was so good. The second oh, time has also been <laughs> yes, a success. Yeah. So, <laughs> welcome to the family, Karen. Thank you. I thought. Uh, <laughs> Don't put us up in that pedestal, man. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. Uh, let's get together and go to a pizza hut sometime. There you go. If we can find one. Yeah. On the cards. Don't worry about that. Coming over. <laughs> I want to remind everyone to get on Kickstarter and check out uh, The Apparition Part 2, Descent of a Hero, and uh, to follow Kiran on uh, social media at Created by Kiran and at Halftone Productions. Where else should we be directing people? Um, we've just launched a YouTube page um, and Twitch um, for all of our releases. We go on there and we talk about it with the creators. So you can check us on Halftone Productions there. Um, but apart from that, yeah, Kickstarter, we're, we're pushing a lot of our projects on Kickstarter, which is great. Um, Indiegogo didn't really work for us. wasn't as successful as what we were expecting. So we're just going to stick with Kickstarter and keep pushing it there because it's got a great um, base of sure. fans that like to read comic books in the indie scene. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we've met people who are just fans of Kickstarter and finding the independent independent people yeah. to support. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. when they want something new, they don't look at the comic shelves they, or they get on Instagram or Instagram. They get on Patreon <laughs> or fuck. They get on Kickstarter and start looking. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> it's too many. There. It's too many. <laughs> I got TikTok. TikTok boy next. all right man well thank you again so much for being here it's always a pleasure best of luck to you i cannot wait for the next time you come on man it's going to be a blast can't wait either it's always a joy to come on the show and talk jack what do we have on the website sir go to candarepodcast.com where you can listen to the show see who's been on the show see some of our youtube videos become a patron buy some merch and if you'd like to be a guest send us an email on our contacts page and find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And again, that Patreon page of ours, patreon.com forward slash CandairPod, or just hit the Patreon button on that website Jack was just talking about, CandairPodcast.com. Show a little support, get a lot back in return. And if you don't have money to uh, you know, help support the show, you can support us just by leaving a review wherever you're listening to us. Because trust me, trust me, trust me, that helps mm. so much. And if you're at any family get-together, just tell your friends, tell your family, tell, you know, the, the random person delivering a package, you know, the Amazon get drip. Wow. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> when you got the family around the Thanksgiving table, sweep the turkey to the floor, put a Bluetooth speaker playing canned air where that right turkey there, was, yeah. yep. and be like, happy Thanksgiving, asshole. That will feed and nourish you. <laughs> that's what you do. So, <laughs> all right, I think that's about enough of that. So, Big happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Kieran Jack. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And always remember, be excellent to each other.
Joey, the pond's frozen. Watch me ice skate. Wait, come back. The ice could break. Whoops. Help. Quickly, walk back to the edge. Stop, you'll break through the ice. Snow job. Grab this branch. You should have been listening to canned air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snow job, how'd you get your name? Um... G.I. This has been a Canned Air production. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.